The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. I put in extra work that just can't be found. I took the sword out the stone, wasn't a thing. Look me in my eyes, cause I'm a king. Look me in my eyes, cause I'm a king. God made me punch in accurate numbers. My castle won't crumble. What I tackle will fumble. I've been a leader when they ain't see it, but now my feet is up. According to me, royalty didn't end with king touch. Crown on my head, clouds is at my legs. Big says sky is the limit. I look down on the ledge. I push the bar like I'm opening the cell. Hands in my cookie jar, you won't come out with a single nail. I need all of mine. The weight of my shoulders won't fit on a scale. What's a king to a giant? Well, Goliath fell. Even if we playing chess, dog, this king can't be checked. I make all my moves on the board. I invented my steps. Uh-huh. I'm a king, the blood of a ruler. I feel like Mansa Musa. Make your squad disappear like landing by the Bermuda. Triangle, look at it from my angle. I'm a king, the closest thing to being one of God's angels. Yeah. I'm a king. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. I put in extra work that just can't be found. I took the sword out the stone, wasn't a thing. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king. king. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. This is the Code of Conduct of King Podcast. I am your host, Jay Spencer King, and I am sure you can tell that I have no voice because I'm recording this immediately after the game. I did not want to wait. I did not want to wait until Tuesday night like I normally do. I didn't want to wait to listen to what everybody else had to say tomorrow or today. Now, technically, that is Tuesday. I have a lot of I have a lot of things to say when it comes to what we witnessed last night from Monday Night Football. Now, on one hand, shout out to DraftKings, right? Shout out to DraftKings on pregame rumblings. I told you that I picked the New York Jets to beat the Buffalo Bills 24 to 20 because that defense was amazing. Because the defense was amazing. And we come out and Josh Allen reverts back to looking like a turnover machine. Protecting protecting the football has to be a priority for not only 
Josh Allen, but Sean McDermott. And I have a big issue with Sean McDermott tonight. So I'm going to talk about it. You're going to walk with me through this show. It's not going to be a long show this week. But you're going to walk with me through a few things that I recognized while I was embarrassed in the stands at MetLife Stadium. I was embarrassed. The amount of crap I talked all night. And that's on me. I can't, I can't, I can't blame the Bills for me talking crap about them. But one thing I can blame is coaching decisions heading into the season. I can blame decisions for the 50-man roster on coaches and general managers. I can do that. I can blame that on Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean. Now, I want you to know, this does not mean that the sky is falling. The world is not over. If you listen to Code of Conduct, no. If you listen to Hump Day Hotline a couple weeks ago when Joe and I did it and we went through our schedule projections and we said who was going to win and what games we would win and what games we would lose, I predicted us losing this game just like I did on pregame Romans. But then I said we were going to go on this crazy run like the Buffalo Bills seem to do. And at the end of the year, it will be 14 and three. So I'm, I'm not... I'm not tripping. I'm not saying that that the Buffalo Bills all of a sudden are the worst team in the division. I just hate the way that we lost. I hate the way that we when Aaron Rodgers, the all the hype all offseason, ever since the trade went down. Green Bay Packers completes a trade to the New York Jets for Aaron Rodgers for whatever picks and whatever else that they felt like whatever, right? And all the hype is about the New York Jets being a better football team now because they have an elite defense and they have a quarterback that now can move the ball and get the ball to Garrett Wilson and get the ball to all these other weapons that they feel like they have. So the Buffalo Bills prepare for this, and all of a sudden, the health of Aaron Rodgers is is an issue. He's no longer available. Per some reports, at the time of me recording this, some people are saying that they feel it's an Achilles. I believe, I believe the coach. I believe. Let me let me read this report that I just got. Coach Saylor says they're pretty sure it's an Achilles. So I'm I'm gonna feel comfortable enough to go on record and say that Aaron Rodgers is out for the rem- remainder of the season. But you, as the defending, as the defending. AFC East champions. You go and lose this game against a guy that couldn't beat the Patriots last year because he couldn't score one touchdown. He couldn't score one. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey. 
instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. And then <laughs> Taiwan Jones, right? Oh, yeah, I heard it. Shout out to Chris Janky. Told me to get over it. I love you, Chris. Shout out to whoever else told me to get over it. Love you. But there's a reason why I, for the last four years that I've been doing content, the last four years I've been doing podcasting, there's a reason why the love that I've had for Taiwan Jones and Saran Neal, Matakavich, and all these other guys that fill these, these prominent roles on the special teams unit. There's a reason why I love Taiwan Jones. But guess what? Brian Dayball loves him just like I do. And now he's a New York Giant, just like several other Buffalo Bills that left this team last year or the year before. And I'm not sitting here saying that Taiwan Jones would have made a difference in tonight's outcome or last night's outcome. Whenever you're listening to this podcast, I am not saying by any means that Taiwan Jones would have changed the outcome of this game. But you bet your ass that Taiwan Jones is not going to allow any. He is one of the best gunners in this league. He's one of the best special teams players in this league on kickoffs and punt returns. Everybody told me that we kept DeMar Hamlin because you're able to combine both a backup position for safety plus a role on special teams in one player as opposed to having a position being taken up by two guys. So in, in, in a sense, he's a specialty, you know, we got a specialty guy. He can make, he can play multiple roles. Inactive game one. But yet everybody wanted to yell at me about how insensitive I was when I made a point that, look, DeMar Hamlin couldn't be cut by the Buffalo Bills if they wanted to. That's not me saying DeMar Hamlin is bad. I think DeMar Hamlin is an NFL football player, which makes him an elite athlete at a level that I can't talk crap about him. So I'm not about to sit here and dog DeMar Hamlin. But what I'm going to say is, Taiwan Jones at his position and the things that he does, he is so many times better. On Like you can stack it however you want to put it. He's a thousand times better, a million times better at what he does for his role than DeMar Hamlin is for what he does. Oh, Spence, how could you say that? How could you say that? I thank God that DeMar Hamlin is alive. I thank God that DeMar Hamlin is healthy and that he's he's able to play football. And he's able to do everything that he did with his charity, the time that he's 
investing with his family and, and the daycare that his mother has and all of these other things that he has going on. I am grateful that DeMar Hamlin has life. But what I do is I talk about football. And when you got people in the fan base that choose to come at me for wanting the Buffalo Bills to re-sign Tremaine Edmonds, and yet you have people, more people in Western New York who want DeMar Hamlin on the 53-man roster than At one point in the first half, Brees Hall had two rushes for over 100. I don't even know if it was, was it 105? Was it 108? What was it? What was it? It's insane. It's insane. And y'all tell me, oh, Spence, you're crazy. Get over Tremaine Edmonds being gone. Y'all ran the best linebacker that we had in Buffalo out since. I don't even know who I want to say because I'm pissed off. But there's several linebackers that we had. I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know. I'm sorry for the dead air just then. I'm just sitting here and and I'm really trying to reflect on the fact that I really just flew from Phoenix to New Jersey to watch Josh Allen turn the ball over four times on Monday night football and then to watch our defense get ran over, get ran over. Matter of fact, no, you know what? They didn't get ran over. They got ran through. They got ran through. It's a complete embarrassment. It's a complete embarrassment. Last week on pregame rumblings, I told you that Stefan Diggs is him, and he's going to be him, and he's going to do Stefan Diggs things because that's what he does. And guess what he did? Stefan Diggs things. That dude came out, and he was phenomenal. He was phenomenal. He's always phenomenal. But at some point, I need Gabe Davis to be the guy that everybody is telling me that he's supposed to be. I'm pulling up the stats right now but because <clears throat> everybody told me, Jeremiah told me. Who else told me? I'm calling names this week. Because I'm mad. I ain't got no voice. And I'm doing this. It is 1 a.m. Eastern time. And I'm sitting here. I am. T- Josh. 29 for 41. 236 yards. One touchdown. And three interceptions with a 62.7 passer rating. Stefan Diggs. 10 receptions. He is him. 10 receptions. 102 yards. One touchdown. Y'all told me Gabe Davis was wide receiver two. Josh Allen told me Gabe Davis was wide receiver one B. Ain't that what he said? Gabe Davis, two receptions for 32 yards. 32 yards. We got to protect the football, man. And we got to do things different than than 
I don't even know where I want to go with the rest of the show. I had several things throughout the and my phone died at the game. I had several things that I wanted to talk about. The Buffalo Bills really allowed Miami to write the story for the division for the remainder of this month. Y'all didn't like hearing about the New York Jets and how Aaron Rodgers was now the new darling of the AFC East and how he was going to come to New York and take over and the Jets were going to be amazing. Well, guess what? Tua Tungavailoa, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. Who else? Uh, they, got, they got a squad, right? Moser. Oh, the dude was running tough, running tough against the Chargers. You let Tua come out and come close to matching or breaking the record that was set years ago for most yards in opening week. What? You let Tariq Hill get 200 yards and a huge win against the Chargers. Again, this is directly after the game. I'm very understanding that the world is not over for the Buffalo Bills. The sky is not falling. But there are issues with there are issues with this football team, and you're fooling yourself if you think that there aren't. Why am I saying that if I just said that the sky isn't falling? Because we just lost to a New York Jets football team that did not have Aaron Rodgers. We just lost to a football team that was hyped up because they had a new quarterback. I didn't even talk about the punt return. I've been talking to you for 15 minutes and I haven't even talked about how we lost the damn game. I know I mentioned Taiwan, so maybe I am wrong. Earlier I said that Taiwan wouldn't have made a difference. You're fooling yourself if you think Taiwan Jones and Saran. I'm moving on. I'm frustrated. Garrett Wilson. I need y'all to put some respect on this young man's name. Garrett Wilson is him. The same way I talk about Stefan Diggs, y'all need to talk about Garrett Wilson, and that's a fact. That's a card, that's a cold hard fact. This dude is like that. The reason why Aaron Rodgers was so excited to come over there, to come out to New York, to New Jersey, is because after losing Devontae Adams, now he got a guy that has very similar traits. He's not Devontae. He's not Devontae, but I'm gonna tell you what. The way y'all going to be talking about this young man in the next few years, y'all. <laughs> the Jets, the Jets are a tough team. Defense is not lacking. The defense is not lacking. The Buffalo Bills have issues on offense and on defense. I'm going to talk about the defense real quick, but first let me take a quick break. Hey, football fans, the season is here. So, you know, that means family, football and food. But for the NFL's best fan base, it can't be just any food. Bill's Mafia only eats the best during the season. And the best is Picasso's Pizza. With four great locations in Western New York, it's so easy to treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day. Picasso's. We are Buffalo Pizza. Shipping local and nationwide. Order online at Picasso'sPizza.net. Now, offensively, one of the things that 
we were supposed to be improved in was the run game. James Cook didn't have a horrible game. I'm not going to sit here and talk anything negative about James Cook. James Cook did his job. He had some receiving yards. I believe he, what did he have? Four receptions for 17 yards. I'm not mad at that. 12 rushes for 46 yards. I'm not mad at that. I mean, the 3.8 yards per per attempt is not something that you want to see, but or yards per carry is not something that you want to see. But listen, it's not going to be Madden every time. I don't expect him to go out there and, and break off. Oh, you know what? Why not? Breeze Hall did it. Huh? Breeze Hall did it. This guy is coming back from an ACL tear. They went out and signed James Cook, I mean, Dalvin Cook, because they felt like, well, maybe Breeze not, might not be ready. And instead, instead, he comes back and he runs through this Buffalo Bills defense like ice cream to somebody who's lactose intolerant. He just made y'all run. It was over. It was over. It was an embarrassment. The run game was an important factor to this game. The Bills couldn't stop them. In the fourth quarter, the Bills allowed, yeah, they kicked a field goal. But so what? They they caught the lead. They got the lead. Bills forced overtime and couldn't move the ball. They moved the ball running. Zach Wilson doesn't have to be a game changer. He doesn't have to be a world changer when you have two running backs that can move the ball. Or And the thing is, I don't even know if Brees Hall is still that good. I don't know if he's... The defensive line looked like Swiss cheese. The defensive line looked like Swiss cheese. Ed Oliver made some big plays. There are things about his game that I was happy about. But I need to know, did he have a good enough game to say that that contract is worth it? I need to see consistent, real consistent, dominating play on that defensive line from Ed Oliver this season. Group. Where was Groot? I am Groot. Huh? Where was he at? In the offseason, people told me, and in, and in game pressers or after pressers, whatever we talking with, whatever pressers, you got people on the bill saying that he's going to be the next one to break the bank with the league and set a, set a contract record at the defensive end position. Cap. I call... Cap, the biggest cap that you can find, put that mug on, cap. Not if this is the way, not not if this is the way the defense is going to look. Bernard had the most tackles on defense. But does that mean, does that mean he played well? Before I get to Bernard, I don't want to I don't want to lose focus and get away from Greg Rousseau. One tackle tonight. One tackle for Greg Rousseau. 
Huh? Defensive line. Defensive end. First round draft pick. Why is Brees Hall running for over 100 yards on two carries when you have Greg Rousseau, one tackle, Tim Settle, one tackle, A.J. Epinesa, one tackle, Shaq Lawson, two tackles, Daquan Jones, two tackles. But you got these dudes running all over the place, and then, oh, you look up, yeah, to, to Bernard does have 11. Milano does have eight. Jordan does have seven. You know why? Because that first and second line of defense wasn't. Y'all told me the defensive line was fixed. Y'all told me. Y'all told me the defensive line was fixed. Matt Milano's incredible. He's been incredible. He'll continue to be incredible. But the linebacker position is a problem. It's a problem. <sighs> I, I, I need some water. It's time to say goodbye to the blur and hello to clear vision. Fichte, Endel, and Elmer are the first in Western New York to bring you Zeiss Smile Technology. Along with our highly experienced surgeons, we promise an effortless journey to better vision. Gone are the days of fumbling for glasses or struggling with contact lenses. Embrace the freedom of superb sight. Because we believe you deserve the world in HD. Visit us online at Fichte.com and schedule a consultation. Fichte, Endel, and Elmer. We are focused on you. I, actually, I need people to uh, really take that advice that Bruce just gave there and go over to Ficta.com. Because a lot of people were in my comments after this game trying to tell me that Josh Allen was not the problem. And a lot of you clearly aren't watching the same doggone game that I'm watching. If you're going to tell me that a quarterback with four turnovers was not the problem. Hmm. Okay, I'm out of here. I'm out of here on this one. Because I feel super negative, and that's not the right way to be. I love my team. And I think that the team is going to be good. I think they're going to figure it out. I think Ken Dorsey is going to figure it out. I'm just frustrated because when you know what you have and you and you sit here and you're supposed to be so good. You're supposed to be the leaders of the, the, the division. And instead, you sit here and you accept mediocrity from several positions and players on your roster be mad at me that's fine cancel me if, if some of the players now if y'all listening to this and you get mad and you don't want to interview with me no more look i love y'all and I, i'll always love y'all but i'm gonna always be honest about you i'm not gonna sit here and say that you guys i'm not gonna say josh allen played like like prime peyton manning tonight he didn't play like tom brady he didn't play he didn't you cannot have four turnovers. And I don't care if one of the turnovers was maybe on Gabe because of the interception. He didn't. I don't care. Four turnovers is inexcusable. It's inexcusable. And I love Josh just as much as everybody. 
y'all see me out here with my Josh stuff, man. I I support the hoodies, the the shirts, him jumping over things. I always post after the, the next day on the game. I love you, Josh Allen. I always my seventh point. Everything that he does, he's on the Madden cover. Oh my God, I love Josh Allen. Oh, he does no, he's so perfect. That's me and every other content creator in Buffalo. We love Josh Allen. But at some point, we gotta we we gotta be honest, man. There's a reason why the national media has been skeptical about really putting Josh Allen above Joe Burrow in that Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen conversation. And we consistently put him there. We put him at that too. We do. But does he deserve it? Joe Burrow looked like crap on Sunday. He looked like crap. And I enjoyed every moment. Me, Warlock, Sarah, Whittle. We enjoy, it was, it was, I don't even know. If I'm missing somebody, I apologize. It's not because I don't love y'all. It was crew. We enjoyed watching Joe Burrow get smacked around by the Cleveland Browns. I didn't enjoy rooting for Deshaun Watson, but I enjoyed watching the Bengals lose. But Josh Allen looked worse than Joe Burrow to me. James Cook, Stefan Diggs, Stephon Diggs, and Dalton Kincaid. And to be honest, I don't even know. I, I can't. I don't know how I feel about the offensive line. I don't, I don't know. Was it Josh holding on to the ball too long? Was it that the defensive line is dominating like I said they were? Is it? Is it that the football that the Bills use is made of popcorn butter? I don't know what it is. But for some reason, Josh Allen cannot hold on to the damn football. He can't protect the football. He can't maintain possession and score points. For some reason. And one thing I'm not about to do is I'm not about to be mad at the defense. I'm not about to tell me that the Buffalo Bills defense is the problem when you're talking about 16 points. I just I know I talked about the linebacker position lacking. Bernard had the most tackles, but Bernard also gave up the biggest runs. But outside of those runs, outside of that first half, even after the first half, the Buffalo Bills were up. The Buffalo Bills had the lead. I'm going to be dropping another edition of the Code of Conduct this week. Going to have my man Kenny King Jr., uh, the son of Kenny King, former player for the Las Vegas Raiders, will be joining the show. And we're going to be talking about the game for this weekend. Both of us come into this, um, you know, I think they're a little bit happier than we are, but they have some criticism of their team and we have some things to talk about so we're going to talk about it we're going to get to it all i do want to remind everybody that this weekend please please come out come kick it with us we are going to be at resurgence 
um, downtown 55 Chicago Street. Matter of fact, let me go ahead and stop talking and just let y'all hear it. Bills Mafia is back. Are you ready for it? The third annual Buffalo Rumblings IPA beer release party is going down September 16th, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the Resurgence Brewing Company located downtown at 55 Chicago Street. I'm going to tell you what, you do not want to miss this event. Come out and hang with Joe, Sarah, and the rest of the Buffalo Rumblings crew for the Megapod. You're going to want to bring your questions and be a part of the live stream. Get involved. It's going to be live. And this year, we're also going to have our friends from Fans of Buffalo joining the party and sponsoring the fun. They're going to be in the house to provide you with all the information you need to make your away game day experience the easiest and the most smooth that you've ever had in your life. I can promise you, they, they do their job very well. So make sure you make it out Saturday, September 16th, 6 p.m., Resurgence Brewing Company, 55 Chicago Street. Go Bills. I need to see everybody there. We got to get this energy back up and we got to get this season back on track. Now, I think the Buffalo Bills are about to go on a run. We're going to hit a few of these games and it's, it's about to pop off. But I would like to talk about that at the live pod, at the Megapod. Um, I know Joe has some things that he's going to want to say. I think, Sterl, I'm really curious. To, matter of fact, I'm curious to hear what Jeremiah has to say. I might pop in on Code of Conduct, I mean, on, on Chop Up and really uh, get his opinion and see what he's doing and, and how he feels. But look, the season isn't over. It's week one. We've seen worse things. Remember, a few years back, we lost against the Pittsburgh Steelers week one. Remember, we've lost week one. It's okay. What matters is that Josh Allen rebounds from this. And he gets back to being the guy that takes only what the defense gives him and not forces things. And that's just a double-edged sword in the middle of the conversation because it's part of why we love him so much, right? We love the fact that he'll hurdle a linebacker, do backflips over somebody and score a touchdown. We love that. And then get up once he gets cracked by a defensive back, and he's like, I love that. We love that about him. It, it ramps us up. It gives us energy. So on that same thing, you can't complain too much when – he, he presses the issue and it goes the opposite way. But I am not happy. <laughs> I am not happy. So I look forward to seeing you all this weekend. Look forward to hanging out and kicking it. Like I said, please check out the Code of Conduct this weekend, Saturday, uh, for my special guest, Kenny King Jr. And, um, and also, I want to see you at Resurgence. And uh, hey, y'all love each other. Take care of each other and live in peace. And as always, stay positive. Test negative. Go Bills. Code of conduct.